smell like Christmas. <laughs> oh, because of the soap. Yeah. Ooh, it does. Oh yeah, it is seasonal. It's. <gasps> oh, oh, oh my god. god. That's not ears. Christmas. <laughs> it's oh, sorry. No. Oh, I don't know why that made me so jumpy. We're alert now, though. <laughs> wow. Well. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, those who do not associate with a gender, our lovely listeners. Yeah. Hello, hello. I'm Morgan. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. And uh, welcome back. If this is your first time tuning in, buckle up. <laughs> yep. uh, oh, this is Sinister Sunrise. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> solid, a, solid start. It's yeah. a pod. As it usually uh, does. <laughs> By the time... That this episode comes out, I will be going on a journey with my teeth because I'm trying to get them more straight. Hopefully, oh. with Invisalign and like whiten them a little bit. So, did you go to an orthodontist? I'm going. I've not yet. I go. Oh, uh, by the time this comes out, I will have had a consultation, but that is next week. Yo, okay. tell me how that goes. I want to straighten my teeth. So my teeth are yeah. fucked in the back. It look. I've seen a lot from this person, so it's. Dr. Aaron at Boca Studio over near like Brentwood area and just the stuff they post like the befores and afters and all the stuff they can do looks really cool. I think it's just the price I'm sure will be manageable, but that's just what I'm most oh, curious yeah. about at this point. Um, but if they can do payment plans and stuff, I'm totally Your teeth that. aren't that like crazy. No, they're not. Like they're not. Yes. But I understand. I mean, mine aren't either, but I would really like mine to be brought forward more mm-hmm. and my teeth on the left when i close them aren't like- dude i can feel the t- when my mouth is completely closed mm-hmm. i can run my tongue over my left side of my teeth and feel the top of them because oh. they're so turned in mm-hmm. like there's a gap when they touch on this edge they don't touch on all the edges so it's an invisible problem so i feel you aaron i feel you yes so sarah's I'm like curious. i have perfect teeth so i don't know <laughs> no <laughs> Sorry, I think I have a weird thing with teeth. Mm-hmm. I just envisioned the teeth thing, and I just... Oh, no, I have a very weird thing with teeth. Like, I had a dream that te- my teeth fell out. I've had two. It is, the, it is the biggest nightmare I've ever had in my entire fucking life. Hold that thought. That's a very common nightmare trope, mm-hmm. and I think it means something yeah. specific. I'm Holding on to stress multiple. slash a secret that you want to let go of. I've had multiple dreams like that. I hate those dreams. It's the fucking worst. Um, Not only did my teeth fall... Okay, let me give you a summary. Sarah, free free to interpret if you want. Uh, I don't recall exactly what was happening in the dream. Like, ba-da-da-da. And I was like, huh, that's weird. And I like cupped my hand over my mouth. And my front tooth fell out into my hand and I screamed and I was like, oh my God. And they're like, you better go to the emergency dentist. And I run, you know me, I don't run very quickly. I run and I knock on the dentist door and he was kind of spooky. He's like, how can I help you? And I was like, my fucking tooth fell out. You need to put it back, put it back in. And I open my hand and it goes and turns to powder in my, in my hand. And I am just like, what the fuck? And as I am like looking down at it, my other tooth falls out. Oh no! And I was like, they're "Uh, disintegrating." Yeah, they're literally just like it's like crumbled chalk powder. Oh no! Oh, it was the worst. So another worst. interpretation for those dreams is abrupt um, life changes or loss. Oh, so I wonder if it was some kind of loss and the poof meant like you're not getting it back. I don't know. I don't know. But oh my god, it was a while ago. It, it, I hated it. I felt sick when I woke up. 
my teeth falling out dreams always line up with me playing some kind of piano. Like, I don't know if there's some kind of connection with like ivory, like piano keys in like my teeth, but like they always go together. Oh, that's weird. I told you like the really scary one, right? Where it was like a a lovely knoll and then like it got weird. Yeah. The, the, I remember the rolling hills. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, mm. hopefully my teeth will not be falling out. <laughs> Is that part of your story? Yeah. Is that part of my story? Yeah. No. No, we're just bantering. Come on, Sarah. Yeah. I'm just really excited. She was so nervous. She was so nervous that your story was about teeth falling out. I forgot. <laughs> it's a swap episode again for a second because it, it could be your story. Don't act like this is out of the realm no, of possibility. Uh, the, yeah, that's the, true. The, the tooth killer. For all could I know, be. she'd find it. <laughs> I'm sure there is one out there. We should What's worse? find it. I see What's you going worse? to your phone. Don't you dare. What's worse? Your tooth being pulled out or your fingernail being pulled out? Kill me. Fingernail. <laughs> I think fingernail will probably be worse. I agree. Ah! Have you ever had a tooth pulled out? Yeah, but like if I'm being tortured. All the nerve. No, I'm good. I don't know. All of it. None of it. Take my entire finger before the nail. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I'll give yes. you my ear over a tooth. No. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't even like my ears. No. Tooth. Take my tooth. Okay. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's having a moment. Anyway. We have somehow stepped on the most triggering landmine that happened. <laughs> yes. I've never... Sarah doesn't I don't like sweat chewing. very often, but when she does, whoo, whoo. I don't sweat very often. Um, <laughs> you don't let it show. Oh, oh, oh. You don't let it show. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, my story does not have to do with teeth. Sweet so Jesus. you can breathe e- uh, easy. Sweet George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> but mine is a Morgan-themed spookier story i'm ready um and i am going to be covering a cursed object <gasps> this time so i'm covering the curse of little bastard and i'm so excited uh, what yeah what see little, little bastard yes L- little bastard <laughs> mm-hmm. i i'm s- i'm scared let me get into it yeah wait how have i never heard maybe i you have. Probably have you probably have as it gets started it'll probably like ring a bell maybe or maybe not maybe you've never heard my brain is like is it a doll is it a weasel is it a imaginary thing is it a frog is it find out very soon (laughs) i can't wait uh so this starts september 25th 1955 oh god actors sir alec guinness and thelma moss are turned away from a fully booked restaurant in los angeles when they run into 24 year old james dean Dean was a newly discovered actor. Who oh, in... sorry, I know what it is. The bells ringing. Yeah, the, yeah. Bell, the bells be ringing, Mister <laughs> Dean, not Jimmy Dean, <laughs> not the breakfast bell. No, not the breakfast bell. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> we had, we had brunch today, so you know I shouldn't even be thinking about food, but here I am. It's me. <sighs> okay, James Dean. Yes. Yeah. Dean uh, was a newly discovered actor who, in the span of two years, had appeared in three films, East of Eden, Rebel Without a Cause, and Giant. Dean has reservations for the night and asks the pair to join him for dinner, but before heading inside, he shows off his brand new silver Porsche 550 Spider with the moniker Little Bastard etched on the back. Dean had made a deal with (laughs) Warner Brothers agreeing to not participate in any racing events while the movie Giant was in production. Now that it was wrapped, Dean was looking forward to focusing on his hobby and competing in as many races as he could. Oh. Sir Alec Guinness takes one look at the rare race car, and rather than compliment it, he tells Dean, quote, 
please never get in it. It is now 10 o'clock, Friday, the 23rd of September, 1955. If you get in that car, you will be found dead in it by this time next week. End quote. What the fuck? Was it said grave like that? It was like, <laughs> bruh, don't get in that car. You're going to be dead by next week. Come on. Like, how did they say it? I think it just like that. That's how I picture it. Very just like stoic. So no. much for going to dinner. We have other great. plans, sir. If we were making a movie about this, my version would be like in the first scene. And then like at the funeral, there'd be a look back and it'd be slow and grave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Dean does laugh off the warning. So maybe it was more jokey mm-hmm. like, but in the, for this story, it'll be ominous. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Instead, Dean sets his sights on winning the Salinas sports car races that will be held the following weekend. He ain't going to make it to the weekend. Oh, my God. Spoiler. Oh, sorry. No, I was guessing. Dean and his mechanic, Rolf Viderich, are fine-tuning the little bastard at Competition Motors in Hollywood on September 30th. Yes. Wait, did they get dinner? Did they get dinner? Yeah. Dean invited them to dinner, and then he was like, don't get in that car. Did they eat dinner? I would hope so. Okay. I, I just hope dinner was still involved. Okay. I'm <laughs> just curious. That's, a, that's just a lot to lay on somebody and then not even join them for dinner. <laughs> don't get in that car. Move. Yeah. Sorry. No, all good. I would <sighs> like to think they got dinner. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, so, Wiederich, uh, Wiederich, excuse me, informs Dean of a change in plans. Since Little Bastard was so new, it <laughs> didn't have enough break in miles to race to its full potential, oh. and Dean had barely been behind the wheel. To counter this, Viderick recommends Dean drive Little Bastard instead of towing it to the racetrack like they had um, originally planned. Oh. I know nothing about cars. We should probably call your brother, Sarah. Yeah. Maybe he can Well, I mean, a like a drag time. car, you're not driving that to the race. It's getting towed. I would say any... But yeah. he hadn't even, like, raced it yet. So, like, brand spanking new. Huh. Bold. Okay. Yes, so that's why they were going to try to break it in. Which I did just okay, learn, sorry. too, that you should, like, I think it just depends. You can or you should break in a car for a certain amount of miles. Like, you're not supposed to just gun, like, gun it. Gun it. Because it could affect the engine. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's like a grandma taking the car to church every Sunday, and then all of a sudden she gives it to her grandkid, and the car's yeah not used to going 40 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Dean and Viderick begin the four and a half hour journey to the Salinas sports car races, along with their friend Bill Hickman, who is following them in Dean's station wagon with a trailer hitched to it, and photographer Sanford Roth, who would be taking pictures of Dean at the race for Collier Magazine. Dean is already in race driver mode, because a little over two hours into the drive, the group gets pulled over in Mettler for going 10 to 15 miles over the speed limit. Could be worse. That's not terrible. No, not not. Not terrible, but they still get a ticket. <laughs> Need for speed. Yes. Captain Odie V. Hunter of the California Highway Patrol issues the citation to Dean. Odie told E.J. Stevens during an interview for the SCV-TV documentary, The Stuff of Legends, James Dean's Final Ride, that after learning Dean was heading to a race, he advised him to slow down and save his speed um, for the competition. Whoa. Before heading out, Captain um, Hunter wishes Dean good luck. All right. It's a nice cop, I guess. Yeah. He said in the interview, he was like, Dean was really pleasant. He wasn't like mad or crabby, you know, how some people get when they get pulled over about yeah. it. Like, he was like, well, I mean, he wasn't happy, but. Yeah. He like, was still he knew, pleasant. He knew what he was doing. He knew I like a nice cop story after last episode. Cool. Good for you. Cool. Cool. O- cool. Actually, yeah. Odin? 
well, O-T-I-E. So I said Odie. Odie? Yeah. Odie? Odie, Odie? I don't know. Odie, I'm going to say. At 545, the little bastard is heading west on State Route 46 near uh, Shalam when a 1954 Tudor heading east on State Route 46 makes a sudden left turn onto Route 41. When Dean reaches this junction, he spots the sedan in the center lane and attempts what Wikipedia describes as a sidestepping racing maneuver, but it is ultimately unsuccessful. The two vehicles crash into each other. Little Bastard rolls over two to three times before coming to a stop in a goalie. The Ford Tudor is pushed 39 feet down the road due to the force from the impact. Several people witness the crash. One of the onlookers is a nurse who tends to Dean, noticing that he has a weak pulse. 23-year-old Donald Turnipseed, the driver of the Ford Tudor, survives the crash with minor cuts and bruises. Sorry, I'm laughing at turnip seed. Not that he survived the crash. Oh, t- although that turnip is seed? Turnip seed. Yeah, it is. It oh. is a last name. One guess what his family did. Turnip seed. Yeah, that's turnips. <laughs> they always got that seed. turnips overnight. Mm-hmm. That farm. Mm-hmm. Viderick also survives the crash, even after being ejected from Little Bastard. So Whoa. he was, yeah, found on the side of the road. Whoa. Over 10 minutes pass before Highway Patrol Captain Ernest Tripke, Corporal Ronald Nelson, and EMTs arrive on the scene. They successfully extract Dean from the Porsche, but they notice his left foot is crushed, his arms are broken, and his jaw is shattered. Ooh. They also believe his neck is fractured and that he's suffering from internal injuries. That's Yikes. heavy. Yeah, it's not looking good. The ambulance carrying Dean and Viderick flies to the hospital, but before they get there, they are involved in a minor accident. Oh my god. A car had sideswiped the ambulance, but Whoa. after a quick exchange of, you know, insurance and phone numbers and whatnot, the ambulance was back on the road. And this is used in 1955? Correct. Wow. So yeah, they they don't... This is very different time. Yeah. <sighs> yes. 35 minutes after the crash... James Dean is pronounced dead on arrival at the Paso Paso Robles War Memorial Hospital. Some reports claim Dean was going 85 miles per hour at the time of the crash, but according to Corporal Nelson, he may have only been driving 55 miles per hour just based on the position Dean's body was found in and how, like, the crash site looked when they arrived. This is total speculation, but some sources note that Dean's last words to Viderick before they collided with the Ford were, quote, that guy's got to stop, he'll see us, end quote. So kind of saying like, oh, like, it looks like this car's about to turn, but no, he's going to see us, it'll be fine. Oh, like they made this split decision of he's going to stop, obviously. Yeah. Like he's not going to so hit like us. So like he's not going to slow down at all because oh, the other no. guy's going to stop. Oh, that's the riskiest game of chicken. Yes. However, Viderick was later interviewed about the crash, but reportedly had no recollection of the events immediately before and after they oh. collided with the Ford Tudor. So he can't say whether this, you know, Dean actually said this or not. Yeah. People also like to point out that 13 days before his death, one of the last things Dean filmed was a PSA for the National Safety Council, where he informed viewers about the dangers of speeding on the highway. Oh my god. Instead of stating the council's, uh, I guess they had this catchphrase, at the end of the segment, the life you save may be your own, Dean improved and said, the life you say, uh, excuse me, the life you might save might be mine. 
Uh, uh, oh, I just got chills. I don't like that at all. No. It's crazy. Uh, another just little fun fact throwing in here. James Dean is the only actor to receive two Academy Award nominations posthumously. One in 1956 for Best Leading Actor in East of Eden and the other in 1957 for Best Leading Actor in Giant. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Turnipseed is taken to court in October and a jury finds him not guilty in the death of James Dean. Um, They came back with a verdict of accidental death with no criminal intent. Yeah. Viderick suffered from psychological problems and legal troubles after the crash. He had to go through numerous complicated surgeries on his hips and femur. Ooh. Which that would just be unpleasant anyways. He later died in July 1981 at the age of 53 in Germany after losing control of his Honda Civic and crashing into a home. Another car accident? Yes. And this is his coach? um, Mechanic. Oh, okay. Okay. Similar to James, Viderick had to be extracted from his car and he succumbed to his injuries at the scene. Oh my God. So, some weird parallels. Yes. According to Hagerty.com, even though Little Bastard is declared a total loss by the insurance company, it is sold to Dr. William Eschrick. He takes the Porsche apart, installing the engine in his Lotus 9 race car, and gives the transmission and suspension parts to Dr. and racer Troy McHenry. In 1956, Eschrick was completing in the Pomona sports car races, but he crashes his Lotus 9. Oh my god. Thankfully, he walks away from the crash with minimal injuries. Troy McHenry, who is in the same race, isn't so lucky, though. He crashes his car into the only tree on the track in the very first lap and is killed on impact. Whoa. Whoa, okay. And just so I have it straight, that's the one that had the engine or the additional parts? He had the transmission and suspension parts. Okay. So the other guy had the engine. So the engine guy, he's good. Eshrek. Yes. So he did crash his car, but he walked away from the crash. What the fuck? Just fine. Still, this and is... two accidents in the same race. Yep. Okay. Scary? Okay. Mm-hmm. Whispers of a curse start to circulate, which some people, like George Barris, the man who personalized the spider and classified himself as the king of customs, that is customs with a K, ah, <laughs> promote more than others, <laughs> yes. Like Krusty Krab, king, king, of, king of customs. King Got of it. Customs. Yep. Yeesh. What an interesting garage that would be if it was the Krusty Krab. All glass. <laughs> yeah. There'd probably be some accidents. Mm. Probably. Mr. Custom. Customs. Varys is given the rest of Little Bastard after Eshrek took the parts he needed. After he was unable to restore the Porsche to its former glory, like that was his whole plan was to restore it, and it yeah. did not go that way. Yeah. Uh, Barris loaned Little Bastard to the National Safety Council of Los Angeles, where from 1957 to 1959, it was displayed at car shows, theaters, bowling alleys, schools, and highway safety displays throughout the state. Wow. I mean, it makes sense. They did that at my high school. Oh, yeah. You saw had- a Little Bastard? No, sorry, not Little Bastard, but they took two cars that were in severe drunk driving accidents and put them on each entrance of my high school before, wow. before like, prom. We just had train safety. <laughs> Did. Seriously. <laughs> train Town USA, baby. Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. Well, Morgan, did your school have, like, our school had a 
the performance. A performance. They did yeah. not. They did not. They only had those, and we had to talk about it. We had to go and see the cars and talk about it in health class. They didn't. We did not have the. Oh no. Lifeline was... or whatever the fuck. My, my, my yeah, I remember that. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Very. Um, three different. Three different scenarios here. Yep. And <laughs> we all made it this schools. far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, it was very scary with the cars. They, they like literally every time. You had to go, like, see the cars. The, the health teachers would be like, okay, look in that front seat and look down at the pedals. And their shoes were there. And they said, when you hit that hard, your shoes just fly off almost every time. Mm-hmm. And so they just oh. left them in the car. Speaking of loads of trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I can still see it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Another class. I don't know if it was also around prom or whatnot, but we also had to, like, watch videos and hear about cases and situations where this happen to kids and they get like, like paralyzed and change it was yeah. a lot yep 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 mm-hmm. okay public maybe school. pacific just didn't care about us i don't remember any of this or i blacked it out maybe you blacked it out it was maybe. very trauma it was trauma possibly mm-hmm. so the um national safety council of los angeles has little bastard and during its travels strange things begin to happen to the car and those that get too close to it in march of 1959 while Little Bastard was in storage in Fresno, the car caught fire. Oh, no one could identify the source of the fire, but the vehicle was surprisingly fine, besides two burnt tires and some charred paint. Um, there what? is You're just sitting in storage? It caught on fire? Yep. Is this what the movie Christine was loosely based on? I don't know. <laughs> Look at, I don't Do you guys know the movie Christine? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. All right, we'll, we'll loop back to it. I'm not going to derail the whole story. We'll loop back. Okay. I'll make a note. Um, there are some different iterations to this story. Some claim the fire burned down the entire garage and Little Bastard was the only thing left standing, while others claim the fire didn't spread to other areas of the garage and it only affected the Porsche. Hmm. It's Either way. <laughs> which one's yeah. creepier Weird. to you? Uh, I would think the only thing standing. only thing standing. I think yeah. that would be creepier. I don't think that's what happened. I think that's embellished, but yeah. It's like the... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, it's... <laughs> and sorry for anyone who is very religious, but this is just too funny. It's like this uh, this post where it says, yes, and the, the house was caught on fire, and on God's word, the only thing that survived the fire was the Bible. God is good. Yeah, God's real good taking the lives of the seven people that live there, but let's leave the Bible ready to go. That's like, sorry, just reminded me of that, but. I really want to devil's advocate you. Oh, very pun there. <laughs> maybe they didn't take the Bible seriously enough. I mean, maybe. Also, maybe they weren't holy. Also, you did were like those paintings in England? The crying, the sad boy? Yes, yeah. the sad boy. The crying boy or yeah. whatever, yeah. Yeah. Part of me wants to try and get one of those for my house, but I also think that's dangerous. No, no. Uh uh-uh, uh, ma'am. No, I no. Can you also, imagine if they had like a string of rental properties and they all had one cursed object? Oh yeah, we'd that have to have surveillance up in those bitches all the time. Mm-hmm. Both entrance and exit. Oh my god! Stop! <laughs> don't don't tease me with a good time. That sounds awesome. But yeah, no, we're not doing those paintings. Mm-mm. No. You can have them. I thank just you. Won't go near them. We, we record here. No, no, thank you. <laughs> they can get they just can't be in this room. <laughs> okay. Erin, no. If she, if she wants them in her office, she can have them in her office. I feel like I'm watching her parenting techniques right now. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, she can have it <laughs> if she uses her own money. Erin, I should. No. 
I know Dungeons and Dragons are getting people arrested, but listen, she has to express herself. <laughs> Who's to say it's actually cursed anyway? Oh my god. <laughs> you know who she is with all this mumbo jumbo. <laughs> it's a phase, darling. Just let her get it out of her system. <laughs> oh my god. Whew, okay. Sweating. <laughs> Unlike this car. Did not get it out of its system. <laughs> it was rumored that when the National Safety Council was on tour in Sacramento, Little Bastard fell from its display and landed on a bystander, breaking oh his hip in the process. Whoa. That's so random. Very. Barris later sold two of Little Bastard's tires. The new owner placed them on his personal vehicle, and when he was driving one day, both of those tires that came from Little Bastard blew out at the same time, causing the driver to lose control of his car. He veered off the road and reportedly suffered major injuries. Does this thing just want to die? I think it's all... You know what I think? I don't think it's the car. I think it's that man. So some theorizer wonder if, like, before James Dean died, if he had just, like, all of this negative energy, and that's what is still, like alive in the car today like that's what oh. i think it's that, all these that guy from dinner i think it's that guy from dinner he put curse on him it's not that car it's he that man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. i think so i hand on bible that's what i think it is well that is a different theory but yes <laughs> <It could laughs> that reading are you gonna are we gonna go through all the theories that we're doing right now um i mean this is kind of yeah we can spitball some theories okay let's go into christine real quick christine okay. is the story of this older car and like a younger 20s guy, maybe like early, late teens, gets this car. It's really nice. He takes very good care of it. Yeah. And so he names it Christine. I think so. And the car likes him. Like it works really, runs really well. But then he gets a girlfriend and the car oh, no. tries to kill the girlfriend. Like you see like the seatbelt strangling her. And or if, if the car is mad at the guy, it will like break on purpose um, at one point, they try to catch it on fire, and I think everything else around it in the garage catches on fire, but then, like, this car fixes itself. Mm-hmm. So what if so they just like don't like the way movie? it's being driven? It's it's like a horror movie, but it's a car? It's mm-hmm. like rubber before rubber? Yeah, I guess so. Whoa. It's like a 1980s horror film. My mom yeah. did this cute thing where every year for Christmas, I got a 1980s movie, and we'd watch it together. Christine. Mm-hmm. Huh. I guess that one's not a cute one, but it piqued my interest. Yeah. <laughs> Cute, interesting, one of the two. Yeah, I want to pitch, what if they're not driving it the way the sports car thinks it should be driven? Maybe. Or it could be so negative just, energy. Maybe it's only to be James Dean's, and he, since he's gone, he the car wants to be retired. I mean, James Dean was a heartthrob. Can you imagine you start with James Dean, then you have to go to some, like, Joe Blow? Like, nah, bro. Nah, get the yeah. fuck out of here. You yeah. are no James Dean. Mm-hmm. It's true. Could be. Leathery hands don't belong on this leather steering wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe they all spoke ill of James. Ooh, yeah. And he's like, that's it. Yeah. Kick your ass out of here. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Bootin' scootin'. (laughs) The curse of Little Bastard is also claimed to have taken the life of George Barkas. After transporting the Porsche to a road safety expo, he went to take the vehicle out of the truck, but it fell on him and crushed him. Oh, my God. Yes. Do you want to talk about it? Jeez. The strangest story by far is in regards to the disappearance of Little Bastard. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Aaron. 
rode itself off into the sunset. <laughs> we could only on two help. tires. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into a motorcycle and said, I'm out of here. Oh, like the Batmobile? Yeah. It morphed. It's a fucking uh, Transformer. The original. Transformer, little bastard in disguise. We didn't know what we had. <laughs> oh my god. It's the original Decepticon. Yeah. <laughs> Roll out. <laughs> So, Barris alleged in 1960 that Little Master disappeared from a sealed boxcar while traveling from Miami to Los Angeles. When the train arrived in L.A., the metal seal on the boxcar was still intact, but when it was opened, it was completely empty. No. <laughs> False. Someone Who said that? It. Who said it did that? Barris did. Who's that? George Barris, the guy who got it after um, Eshrick did. Oh, so the guy who gave it to the uh, who loaned it out, and then um, he gave some parts. To no, he never put it in there. That's a theory. Oh. That is a theory. As of today, little bastard is still missing. There are, however, some places who claim to possess pieces of the Porsche. If you ever find yourself in Rockford, Illinois, you can visit the Historic Auto Attractions History Museum, where they boast about having the only fragment of Little Bastard known to exist. According to Wikipedia, the museum has this, like, square-shaped scrap of aluminum that was allegedly taken from an area near the broken windshield shortly after the crash. Whoa. I think the Volo Auto Museum would like to have a word with them, though. A little over an hour east of Rockford, this Volo, Illinois museum swears they have the passenger door Uh-oh. of Little Bastard on exhibit. Uh, whoa. Illinois popping, bro. I know. Museum, get into a dance fight. Let's see. Uh-huh. Yeah, really. <laughs> they just have to drag race for it. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Race for it. The door's at the end waving the flag. Come on. Okay, that'd be cool. This museum, along with Barris, offered $1 million to anyone who could prove that they had the remnants of Little Bastard. But not a single person came forward. Wow, a million dollars? Yes. That's a big, yeah, that's a big reward. That's a big one. If you travel to Mettler or Bakersfield, the area where Dean was pulled over, some restaurants and other establishments in the area may have a copy of Dean's signed, like, speeding ticket hanging up on their walls. That's cute. Yeah. I mean, not cute, but like, I mean, whatever makes you popular in that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Morgan, like you had mentioned, some people theorize that Bears himself was the mastermind behind the disappearance and that he fabricated it in order to keep the story of the curse alive. Mm. Barris passed away in 2015. Ooh. So if this was all some plot and Little Bastard is just hidden away in a garage or storage area somewhere, we will probably never know. And that is the story of the curse of Little Bastard. Yeah. Man, I wonder if in like 2055, so 100 years after it happened, if like a message will be sent out and it's like, I, Little Bastard, am located in storage (laughs) unit A22. Like, and yeah, where it just pops out. That's wild. I think, I don't think he ever put it in that box. No, I do think that's total. Yes, I think the box. He, 
I think the whole story is fake. I think he faked it. I think that'd be a really good plot for Fast and the Furious, what, like 18? <laughs> yeah. If they make it that far, but yes. Even families love their little bastards. <laughs> Okay. He's still part of the family or whatever. Oh, okay, my God. Because can't you see them like zip zipping around one of those old timey like trucks, breaking the seal, getting in, pulling the car out, probably using some kind of like helicopter or something because yeah. these wheels are too dangerous to touch the road. Turn it into a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I think we yeah. can combine all of our ideas here. Maybe they stole it from the sealed box. That's what I'm saying. We're writing yeah. the script. Yeah. I see it. It happened. Yeah. Who is paying us? <laughs> TM, where's our check? Anybody listening, we are available. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I know. So do you guys think, is there, you know, anything behind the curse? Is it true? Is it all made up? I mean, I'm a big believer in energies, and I think that motherfucker cursed the car. Either it's cursed, or they all have rotten luck, or C, they're all wild drivers because they're involved in the race scene. Yeah, maybe they get a little hot into the collar. But even like the car falling on people, I don't know. That makes yeah. me feel like it's cursed. Uh-huh. Because there's no way everyone's that bad at ratchet straps. That seems like car mm-hmm. moving 101. Yeah. I just want to know where it is. Same. Like there's some. And I'm, I don't know if those museums really have pieces of it or not. That's interesting to me. It's an Area 51. Like, how would you Maybe. also, how would you prove that? Is there serial numbers on stuff back then? Or was there? Excuse me. There was, as far as I know, it was like a really rare car. Like only one in 70 was made, ever made. Wow. So it's. Extremely wow. rare. Okay. I would think it's hmm. relatively easy to figure that out. At least the external stuff, maybe not the internal. Mm-mm, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's all wow. cursed, so. Well, and different pieces going to different places, so maybe one happened to. It's like even if we. Someone's hand. Even if we knew what. Even if we they said, like, that's a little bastard, like, it's just a piece of it, so, like, how yeah. would we know? Very powerful piece. Hard to corroborate. Poof. But yeah. First, first object story. I wanted to switch it up. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. You did it justice, and it still had a little, not like crime, but it had a, an element of of crime. It went it. all over the place. There was a disappearance involved. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> disappearance, <laughs> missing person, missing uh-huh. that, that darn little Death. bastard. <laughs> yes, yes. There was a lot. So, listeners, if you enjoyed this, um, feel free to give us a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. Um, email us at sunrisepodcast at gmail.com if you have any um, story recommendations that we can tackle individually or together in a group episode um, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook Sinister Sunrise Podcast um, and yeah hopefully you enjoyed this episode today. We love it. Yep. Stay sinister. Drive Bye. safe. <laughs> <laughs>